My name is Chris Spaggs, and I'm on a quest to stack up every NFL team at random and Best Ball Mania 4. Uh, you can see the screen that I'm pulling up here with my wheel, and I actually did keep the Titans on from last week just so I can delete them live on air to feel that gratification after tilting so hard, getting sniped on every possible Titan. But here are the teams that I have left to stack. Let's spin the wheel, make the deal. Who am I drafting first year? And Best Ball Mania 4, I'm in that waiting room right now, so if you want to play along with me on Underdog, please join in on my Best Ball Mania 4 uh, draft and get in there. Just enter, and you should be able to Also, one of the most controversial, because people love Deontay Johnson out there. I am not a Deontay Johnson fan. Uh, but again, we are trying to draft today in Best Ball Mania 4, so let me pull up the screen. Uh, waiting for seven more draft spots to fill. So show me that I have some pull in this YouTube streamer industry, and please get in with me here. Even though I know the Puppy 2 is Oh, excuse me, it's popping off. Uh, still recovering from all the congestion and all that shit, so I apologize. Uh, the Puppy 2 is popping off, 150K to first place in that one. Uh, but I am trying to draft these teams in Best Ball Mania 4 because, quite frankly, I wouldn't draft a Titans team in Best Ball Mania 4. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't draft. I guess I would draft some Commanders, but definitely would also draft some Steelers. Love George Pickens. I'm apathetic towards Deontay Johnson, who, as you can see here, uh, I believe he's now safely ahead. Uh, our guy, Andrew Mackins over at underdog tipped me off and Deontay Johnson, a 71.8 EDP, uh, ADP Pickens 73.1. So he has now soared past Pickens. Um, and before the sort of casual season of drafting started up here, it was a thing where Pickens is about 10 spots ahead and now he is a spot behind. So I think to me, that kind of says a lot of the portions, people that are drafting a uh, Deontay Johnson type, but there are some good people out there. Some sharp people. I know I had a little exchange with fantasy stock exchange. I think it's a Twitter handle uh, yesterday talking about his reasons why he supports Deontay Johnson. Uh, I know Daigle was also taken up for Deontay Johnson a little bit. Of course, the great John Daigle over at four for four. Um, so people out there do like Deontay Johnson. I don't want to besmirch everybody. Maybe like I did in the tweet that I posted, but uh, Deontay Johnson, 85th out of 85 in terms of a uh, defense adjusted yards above replacement, 81st out of 85 in terms of football outsiders DVOA, which does count player stats as well as the team stats that it's a little bit more famous for. Um, so that's something to me that does jump out as we're waiting for two more to join in here. I am sweating guys. Normally these, these come in fast, but I want to be able to fill this room with some of the sharpest minds out there who are ready to take my stream or EV knowing uh, that I do want to get some Steelers today. Shout out to the chat as well. Let's see. GM, GM, uh, Bindles is in here. Oh, Jordan Klein, my producer, my beautiful producer over at Stochastic who's doing great work. Gotten promoted a couple times I've seen. Shout out to Jordan, of course, who does a lot of great things over on the Stochastic YouTube channel. And uh, yeah, Deontay Johnson, respecters in chat. You know, you guys are welcome here too. I might yell at you at some point in the stream, uh, but definitely everybody is welcome here. And the thing to me is always just come with a reason for your takes. Like don't come in like the guy last week who said, Kadarius, Tony ain't it. Okay, you want to talk about route participation? You want to talk about some of that stuff? Then sure, let's talk about that. And let's try to make it a thing that does work a little better. Also, I think I have the wrong screen set up. Solo draft, I should be over here. You can see my dwindling underdog bankroll though. <laughs> I have the re-up and, uh, oh, the 101 here for me. Okay, cool. So I guess it'll be uh, Justin Jefferson plus Pittsburgh stack today, which I do not have a problem with. I am low on, uh, I think, no, I'm above the field on Jefferson. I'm at 10% Jefferson and BBM right now. Under the field, though, on some of the other guys up top, uh, Jamar Chase, Cooper Cup. Uh, over on Tyreek, though. I'm actually probably very over on Tyreek if I were to take a look at that, which actually, let me let me do that just out of curiosity. 
Um, I do have uh, did do a couple BBM drafts this week, so definitely have added some of my exposures to the pool. Uh, we are now safely down to 35.6% Anthony Richardson, so I apologize to all the people out there who want me to continue to accelerate that upwardly, uh, but I do feel like if I'm at 33% Anthony Richardson, 25 to 33, I feel like that's pretty good. At wide receiver, though, I have 4% cup, 4% chase, so... Either way, we'll take Jefferson here again because I think he is by far and away the top receiver to get in any sort of situation. So no issue taking him 101. And let me also put in, of course, a little banner. Ooh, of course, I have to tell people so they know when they come in here that I'm drafting Steelers. Maybe I'll get some reciprocal Pittsburgh fans out there. Those people care a lot about football. They'd love to hear me jerk off George Pickens for an hour here. And single entry turnings have taken chase over Jefferson. I think the week 17 matchup at QB advantage gives him the bump for me. I mean, I guess I get that logic. I would think in single entry, though, you are trying to play. I guess in some respects, you are playing closer to the vest with that because the Cincinnati should be more likely to be live to be a Super Bowl contender, which means more touchdowns throughout the year, more scoring throughout the year, more wins throughout the year. Um, and certainly Minnesota, more of a middle of the pack team. So I get it. Um, I just think to me, Chase is like a guy that I've said it before in the streams and I know people don't love hearing these takes because it goes against a guy that they like a lot and want to invest in and all that. Chase has been really relying a lot on the volume that he gets. And obviously volume is a skill, but T Higgins is like a plus player in terms of EPA, in terms of DVOA and all that stuff in that offense. So is Tyler Boyd. I think Irv Smith's going to come in and be pretty good too. And obviously part of that, part of the reason that they are so good is because Jamar Chase draws a certain amount of attention and that allows them to be great. But Jamar Chase is just kind of like an average per target guy that I think if you ever were to see like T Higgins ascend, if you were to see Irv Smith come in and be you know meaningful, if you were to see like a Chase Brown be involved in the pass game or even Mixon if he's still there, um, that's something that I think would hurt Chase a little bit. So um, that's to me why Jefferson is tier above, but still Chase to me is like right there. He and Cup and Hill, I think I put firmly in tier two behind Jefferson, but Jefferson to me is like the only tier one guy because he's so good. Like. He's so good, and also that defense is not very good, which I think will keep them in some games and keeping them passing, keeping them active, and all that stuff. So, and good, good QB too. Throwing them, um, obviously not that Chase doesn't. Burrow's one of the best QBs in the league in terms of fantasy and real life. Um, but I think you know, Kirk Cousins is not as far away in terms of creating fantasy production. When you have to draft Steelers, when Chase make more sense? They play against each other. Uh, you play against your stack twice. Yeah, I mean, I still rather take the better players. I'm not trying to galaxy brain it too much. I'm um, especially in a room where Christian McCaffrey goes number two. So, like, why am I taking a player at one that sometimes can fall to four or five? Like, I'm sure it doesn't happen often in many of the rooms that we're in, but Jamar Chase definitely does fall sometimes in rooms to four or five, whereas Jefferson probably not as often. So, I don't think it's that much more advantageous personally. I just care about week 17 correlation. Like I care about having that big spike week when it matters. And I think too, when you start to incorporate the week 15 and week 16 stuff, like I guess if you're doing that as a fallback, it's probably not that bad. But if you're going out of your way to do it, it's just too many things for my brain to juggle and uh, to, to, to juggle, uh, to juggle and also to juggle too. my, my juggle addled brain, <laughs> but um, definitely one of those things that I feel like you start to make too many things for yourself to navigate. You then forget the core things, which to me are getting those two QB sacks at least. Um, also certainly some week 17 correlation. Like I do think that's one thing that, uh, people certainly are not always gravitating towards. And I see a lot of screenshots because of people trying to ask for feedback about other teams and whatever. Um, also this year too, I know Eric Bimefort tweeted some stuff about it, of course, over at spike week, another great channel. If you want to add uh, more stuff to your best ball repertoire on YouTube, uh, he was talking about how there probably aren't as many zero RB teams this year because of how comfortable it is, you know, to take a Nick Chubb, to take a Saquon for some people, to take a Tony Pollard, if he falls at all. So I think that's something that 
has been mine on top of my mind for sure lately where I love zero RB teams and I've even fallen to that trap a little bit. Um, so I've been kind of more staunchly back zero RB unless, unless the room is really going to force me in a different direction, but I don't foresee that being the case. Is Jefferson better than Chase or was he just healthy last year? I mean, I think he was better than Chase and also had less target competition, but let's make our pick here and we'll, we'll think about it. Um, so two picks coming up here. Oof. It's not a great pocket of the room to have two picks in a row. Um, I think, you know what? We'll set up our week 17 correlation for Pittsburgh because we are going to take those guys later. And I think we're going to get weird here because we're not picking for obviously another 20 plus picks. I am going to take Christian Watson here because I think he's a good play at this point. Um, Amari Cooper is another guy I would take. I have no issue with Calvin Ridley, but both these guys started to come up. Um, I have a lot of Christian Watson. Christian Watson and Pickens are two of my big bets on the year. Um, but I think for me, um, just getting that week 17 correlation with Jefferson and a duo that I don't think is going to be uh, duplicated a lot just because Watson doesn't go. like He doesn't last usually until 48. Uh, so that's what I'm going to try to do there. Curious how you handle it. Well, there you go. Now you know. Now you know. Now you see how a, a true pro, <laughs> a true degenerate does it here. But I think for me, it's just trying to get that unique combination here. And again, really knowing that I am going to get Pittsburgh later, being DK Metcalf more appealing. Um, I think you could have made a case to take Josh Jacobs. You could have made a case to take Brees Hall. Um, for me, though, I didn't really. I'm just not a fan of the early RBs quite as much. Um, I like Jacobs and Hall like as players, but I think I have more value and I find more value just taking receivers here and trying to get uh, some combos that are going to work for me. But that's one of my blind spots for sure. Um, and I know we have a lot of RB lovers out there. Of course, I will I'll quickly pull up the GIF here just so you guys know, so you know where you stand. Here's our little RB piggy. Oh, scarfing up the scarfing up the warning backs. Everybody out there loves running backs. I get it. Um, but I am still one of those people that uh, doesn't matter how the ADP shift like this guy here. Like this is a, a tough start for me. I would never, I would never fiddle my gooch to this start. I can tell you what. My gooch is unfiddled seeing seeing these three. Like Christian McCaffrey. Again, I, I'm I'm taking out all the top picks that the markets have established as being the most valuable people in fantasy football. So Jamar Chase, I made my my case there. Christian McCaffrey. Over the course of a year, what do you think matters the most to the Niners? Do you think it's getting Christian McCaffrey 30 touchdowns, um, both through rushing and passing? Or do you think it's keeping him safe for the playoffs, keeping him healthy for the playoffs, knowing that he's had uh, some injury stuff, including at the end of last year, where he started to break down a little bit again? Or do you think that Elijah Mitchell will instead get a good amount of that work? Or even, you know, it's uh, Davis Price, a Jordan Mason, whoever's going to be there. I think that's something that uh, people certainly are not keeping in mind when they reach for Christian McCaffrey and take him in the two hole. But even when he falls, like, you know, I would be more comfortable with him being ahead of Eckler and being closer to this range, uh, like where it's Eckler, Bijan, you know, I think that would be fine. Uh, but it's just something to me that I, as a zero RB guy, would much rather get the leverage with Elijah Mitchell uh, than to take Christian McCaffrey at number two and, you know, give up value in terms of Jefferson or Chase or Hill or like any of those guys. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, I got to get the oink oink first. BDGE says he has a direct source to Cook's agent. Uh, so yeah, I saw that tweet from Nick. Instead of talking to Bills and Jets, a little strange. I do think the Jets have some concern about uh, Brees Hall's ability to come back. And also, like, if he even if he does come back, you still don't want to exert him to that full you know force that they did last year. And they had a guy in Zonovan Knight who I think is still usable, but clearly he kind of fell down the stretch enough where I think if you can get a Dalvin Cook, I could see that being appealing, especially to Aaron Rodgers, who's going to be very familiar with Dalvin Cook, and I'm sure goes, hey, you know, he was pretty great when he played us back in back in aught six. <laughs> I know Dalvin's not that old, but that's basically how it feels for anybody that Aaron Rodgers is bringing on board. So I think that's something that, you know, 
Uh, that's certainly what factor into the decision-making there. And with Dalvin and the bills, like the bills are, you know, in some headlines this week where they basically can't afford to take DeAndre Hopkins, even at a discount because of how capped out they are. So I think for them, you know, that makes it tough for Dalvin, but his brother's there. So maybe he's willing to take a discount. And I, I think too, there's some money that he's getting from Minnesota that would get off. Like that would be part of the offset language or whatever. Um, so I don't know, like maybe Dalvin will take a discount to play with his brother. That makes sense for the bills. And I think for the jets, it's just like, it probably just Aaron Rodgers going like, man, that guy, he really, he really went hard. I had to earn it against him. And that's enough to get him in there. Will it be uh take a falling Najee or reach for Warren draft? Um, boy, I'd rather reach for Warren every time personally. Um, Najee falls and I have taken some falling Najee just because of how much Warren I take. Um, Warren now is coming up enough though, where I still don't mind the price tag, but I was getting him on the regular at like 155, when you know, like somewhere in that range. So I don't know. <laughs> Najee fall. Everybody wants me to take Najee, but no, you nobody wants to take Najee. Everybody wants me to take Najee. We'll see. We'll see. CMC giving TDs to the 17 game starter Trey Lance. That's also a thing too. I mean, if it is Trey Lance going, obviously Brock Purdy's had some good news in terms of his UCL recovery and all that, but it's definitely something with uh, Christian McCaffrey that um, he's not going to get as many accurate checkdowns if it is Trey Lance out there. Like Trey Lance, I think is a good passer, but he's definitely a downfield passer and he's more mobile and he's the guy that's going to take away some of those easy kind of dink and dunk plays that uh, a guy like Purdy would probably offer up a little bit more. So, and also, you know, frankly, the intermediate accuracy is kind of an issue for Lance. So definitely something to worry about there. You fucks, you filthy, <laughs> you filthy fucks. Well, here's what I'm going to do. I am going to go Hawkinson first. And then, ooh, can we, we can set up AR? We can do a nice little AR Kenny Pickett duo. Um, do I want to reach for Kenneth Walker or take a falling Najee Harris? I am going to take a falling Najee Harris here. I don't like it. I don't like it, guys, but we're stacking up the Steelers. Najee is still the alpha dog here, and I personally just have enough Jalen Warren that this is a time, I think, where it does make sense to take Najee. Uh, we have our bet here on Seattle going. We're starting our bet with Pittsburgh, and uh, hopefully, oh, man, this is tough because Pickens and Deontay might not fall back to me. This is where their ADPs are, 72 and 73, but it is very possible these guys might go ahead because, again, that, that Deontay Johnson's team has been there. Deontay might be headed towards the 60s soon uh, based on how the casual drafters coming in now are starting to like him more. And maybe some of the data cases out there are making people draft him more. Um, but it's very possible now that Najee is my Steelers representation. <laughs> oh, man. These drafts. These drafts. Najee's a no-brainer pick. All right. People are reinforcing me here. A 10 minute wanted to take Najee, but wide receivers are drying up quick. That's another issue too, that um, because we do have these running back piggies here taking three in the first couple rounds, two of them in this draft. Um, it does feel like that's also going to increase the odds of a guy. Uh, well, we're far enough away here, but Deontay Pickens again, 71.8 ADP now for Deontay, 73.1 for Pickens. We're getting close. We're getting close to the danger zone. Thank you. <laughs> Peasants rejoice. People's champ given. Yeah, that's all I can do here. Everybody wants Najee drafted. They're all so excited. They're like Najee Harris, that that guy, that Eddie Lacy lookalike. How, how could it possibly go wrong when Jalen Warren was so great in his rookie year and stands to uh, get a bunch more snaps coming up this year? A guy that can also work in the pass game better than Najee. Um, the bet on Najee Harris is just a bet on the inertia and stubbornness of coaches, which um, I think is one that Mike Tomlin has shown to be right up there with the Bill Belichick's of the world. 
A shout out to all you guys hanging out, by the way. I will quickly pander. If you are new to the channel, please subscribe down below. We do fantasy football all year round. About 60% of the people that watch our streams and watch me even on the regular are not subscribed. So please get on board here. It helps us out here. It helps us grow this channel, which is very important for me because uh, let's just say somebody is suffering from the payroll issues that, uh, that his job has been reported about lately. So feeling that squeeze, guys. So subscriber numbers help a bunch on here to keep that keep ahead of the tide, ahead of the curve. Lobby's on notice. 23% Charbonnet, and I will not stop. I love Charbonnet, too. He's one of my top exposed guys. He's a guy that I actually don't mind starting a zero RB run with. Um, let me see. Charbonnet. I am also at 22.2% Charbonnet. Uh, my highest exposed running back is going to be Devin Singletary right now at 33%. And number two, and this is Justin Bestball Mania, Jalen Warren, 31%. So I was, I was dead on. I was due to not get a Jalen Warren share, I feel like, here. Everybody's got Warren. Sharp guy's got Warren. Short Gamer is a sharp guy. I will take that. Warren's one of those nice zero RB guys too, because there is a contingent value of both Najee getting hurt and also just Jalen Warren maybe outperforming him and then making a move to give him some more snaps, especially if they are competitive this year, which I would hope with Pickett's improvement and just overall that team uh, getting a little bit better. But I think with you know the Warren thing too, is just like he's going to have a role from day one. It's not going to be like a bell cow role, but he could get five to 10 touches every game. And if that results in a touchdown, that could be enough to get you there. Um, so that's something too with Jalen Warren that I think is part of a zero RB build. He's got a role. He's not just like a pure rookie where I like taking those guys. Obviously, if you guys watch any stream I do or remember any of my takes from last year, like I love the rookie running backs in general. Um, but I think for you know for the overall portfolio, you want guys that ideally have a role to start or you're going to have some amount of a role mixed in with those rookies because you want to be able to get some points early on instead of putting up some zeros like I did on, on some of my teams last year. Pickens goes to 62. That's not great. That's not making me happy. I bet Deontay's going to go too. That's a, that's a big reach for Pickens by Brig Roof here. Who of course, starts three running backs, so you know he's sharp. Ah! I don't want to tilt early. Like, I don't want to force the tilt, but I just love Pickens so much. And Pickens, Watson, Mills, there goes Deontay. So we are now, for our Steelers stack, we have Najee Harris. <laughs> the best part of Pittsburgh, Najee Harris. Unbelievable. Calvin Austin, Allen Robinson, also uh, going to be there for me in the 17th round. So I think that's where we're going to go. Is We honestly, this might be a spot where I take both Steelers running backs too, but we'll see because again, Warren gets steamed up so much, probably not worth it, but that would be a contrarian way to stack them up. And, uh, can't blame. I mean, Bindles Bindles is in the chat. He took Deontay there and he likes Deontay. He did say so before the stream. So what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I think he said that even before uh, the wheel landed on the Steelers. So probably doing me a favor by not letting me take Deontay. That's right. I can always get a Rob Tony, Tony getting sniped. It's a tough room guys. It's a tough room. Okay. So now I'm being goaded and taking running backs. It feels like, and honestly, this is a spot where I think I'm just going to take what the room gives me another falling mile Sanders. Fine. Uh, 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 uh. Well, there is just, is there anything even coming up that makes sense for me? There really isn't anything. At this point, I'm just going to go for pure upside and get ahead 
of this little avalanche we got going on. I have two running backs. I don't need a third right now. Um, I am going to take Quentin Johnson here. 11 spots at AEP, which I don't love, but I think he's properly valued in the early 70s anyway, so that's fine. Not a good room. This makes me feel like uh, I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep stag stacks. I'm going to keep doing BBM entries because I want to get my exposures there. This makes me feel like I should have just drafted the puppy. I should have just, <laughs> just saved some money for myself, saved a better entry. Uh, but we're, we're hanging in there. And hey, Bindles likes my build, so I'll take it. Yeah, and then we do have Calvin Austin. This might be it. It might be Pickett, Najee, Calvin Austin. <laughs> Maybe Freermuth. I don't even know. I might not be able to take Freermuth at ADP because we need some we need some receivers in. Dustin asking, where am I at on Jerome Ford? I love Jerome Ford. Um, been very early on Jerome Ford, but taking him in the 200s, taking him a lot also in uh, the first big board draft. Um, so I'm there with him. I think he's had the same role though. So now he's getting priced up to what he should have been the entire time. Uh, but Jerome Ford to me is a guy they really liked last year. And was also very good in preseason. Got showed the ability to get a lot of touches in that offense last year. Um, so that's something that definitely holds weight to me too. Um, we'll see how he does in the preseason this year, but I think he's got a lot of potential there as a pass game back. I still think Nick Chubb is going to get a little more work in the pass game than people realize. Uh, but to me, Jerome Ford is a guy that certainly good contingent value for Nick Chubb. And he should be another of those guys that is a Jalen Warren like role where he's going to give you five to 10 in the beginning of the year, you know, probably closer to five to eight, I would think for a guy like four to start. Um, but it could be five, you know, five live PPR touches. Um, obviously that'd be more beneficial on DraftKings, but on underdog, you know, maybe he gets some, you know, some checkdowns that he can break. Okay. This is unnecessary attitude. That's what I feel. This is the worst Jefferson team I've ever seen. Um, a shut up B <laughs> no, those, those are my two rebuttals. Um, but no, it's, it's a tough room. I, and also it's not that bad of a team. Like I got Jefferson Metcalf Watson as the base here. Still got Hawkinson. Uh, theoretically I, I should see, uh, Kirk cousins come back to me. So I think it's a perfectly fine team. I hate those takes, by the way. Like there are teams like there are sometimes I get people sending in teams that are objectively bad. And I never say this is the worst team I've ever seen. Granted, I know like we try to help people <laughs> here for the most part, but you know, like no team is really the worst because there's always worse teams for sure. Where do I think Kyler Murray should go? I see him fall to the 170s, 180s all the time. I think that's about right to me. I feel like he's more of a Brock Purdy type play. Um, I think he got some bad steam from people out there, like who just didn't think about the ACL and just how the team machinations of it work. And also just the Super Bowl odds. Like they've been a very low Super Bowl odds team, which to me kind of tells the story of a team that is going to tank in the first year where um, it also is a defensive coach taken over there and Jonathan Gannon. And um, the guy he hired is from Cleveland, who was like, okay, I think, but isn't anybody you're going to expect to save an offense necessarily. Um, so I think it's something where they're going to start the year slow. Uh, behind Colt McCoy, their best option might be because uh, they're the team that drafted Clayton Toon. I think Clayton Toon's actually kind of live as like a QB prospect. Um, a little bit older, like he's kind of that Brock Purdy type where he had really good numbers. Um, and uh, a lower tier offense played at Houston and all that. He's 24 years old, but he is on the Cardinals, so he's a guy that if they did start him. I think there's maybe a chance they hang in enough uh, to get to Kyler and have him be coming in and you know actually playing to win something. Uh, but if they go Colt McCoy, like Colt McCoy can't throw the ball outside, so that team's going to be like two and seven by the time Kyler's ready to go. And at that point, like maybe Kyler plays a week or two, but if you end up two and nine and Kyler's got this ACL recovery and he has any setback at all it's then like you don't even get Kyler for week 17. So that's the part that I think um, he doesn't have the value in either thing that I would look for, but people like him. Like, you know, again, people have definitely talked about him. 
Yeah, Najee had 48 to steal. That's also true. Yeah. 49, actually, because I took Hawkinson above him just so I felt better about myself. But yeah, I think I think I've worked this draft decently well. Um, I wish I had reached for one of Pickens or Deontay, by which I mean Pickens. Um, but then again, like, you know, Miles Sanders fell so deep too that I feel pretty good about getting Najee and Miles Sanders as a good base at running back. And I hopefully can walk away from running back for a little bit here. But we'll see. I did not see Pete's randomizer team, uh, but he got Tim Tebow. I didn't even know he was still on the player list. Uh, Will Fuller, Taysom Hill. So, you know, look, all the greats, all the hits. So Tebow is still, that's insane. He's got an ADP on him. So people are sometimes taking Tim Tebow at tight end at that. Okay. You learn something new every day. No, I watch so much Pete content. I can't like I can't add more. I can't add, I can't add more at this point because I I enjoy the work Pete does. Like I enjoy his streams and I, I do watch a good amount of them. And sometimes hop into the chat. Was watching Lowell's this week and all that. Um. All right. So Cousins is going to have to be one of these picks. Obviously, let's just do that now. You know, let's put it in the queue. Let's really think this one out. So we got. I would like to take another receiver. Ideally, no obvious correlations right now. I do think there's still value in Juju Smith-Schuster. Um, hmm. Nice AR spot, but I'm not going to take him because just, just doesn't make sense. Always a good time to take AR, but I don't want to take him here. I think I am going to take Juju here. Hopefully, Freermuth will come back to me. If not, if not... I don't care. I just need to get another receiver in. And so my logic for Juju is basically this is going to be a better offense with Bill O'Brien this year. It's also something where Juju even being a one-to-one -one for Jacoby Myers would be a pretty good year. Like, let's not forget Jacoby Myers is on the winning BBM three team last year that Corain had, uh, but also was just a perfectly capable slot guy. But Juju's contract is decent enough. Like, I think Tyquan Thornton and him can get there. Um, so I really don't have an issue. And I don't think he's going to get lapped by Tyquan. They do different things. Tyquan more of an out undersized outside guy. Juju going to be still probably playing that slot role with maybe some outside work. Um, but I think Juju to me, if you're trying to really save a team here, that's got steamed by a wide receiver avalanche. I think Juju's a fine pick. Michael Thomas would have been nice too. <laughs> I hope you're right, Dustin. I hope I will put on a masterclass on how to navigate the second half of the draft. It's tough with trying to thread the needle of like, you know, the stack challenge too, but this is why this is fun for me. Like I like doing these kind of things, these little thought exercises of seeing how you can uh, maybe try to squeeze out good teams amidst some of the chaos that you create for yourself or just find in a room. And today we're getting both. <laughs> today we're getting both sides of it. Anyway, I think that the, the Jefferson, Hawkinson, Cousins stack is probably as chalky as can be. But I think where I get different is having Watson. Because Watson just doesn't come to 48. I haven't seen that happen once. Here, oh, here we go. Sean asking the pertinent questions. Where's my doobie brother? Lighten up the joint now. Cheers, mate. Good luck in the drafts. Thank you, Sean. Uh, not a on-air weed guy uh, necessarily, though. I wouldn't be opposed, but I do feel like it, it does broach the the ground of being a little too unprofessional even, <laughs> even for this channel. Like we're, pat again, like I've said it and I'm very proud of it. And that's why I really am always appreciative to the chat and all you guys who do subscribe and hit the like button and all that stuff. Because like we're ahead of like companies. Like we get more views than companies do in basketball drafts. Like um, there's one that I don't want to be rude to because like the guy seems perfectly nice. There's like a company that launched like a best ball streaming thing that has had some people of note on the channel or whatever. And it's like they're getting under 100 views. And it's like, do I want to 
<laughs> like, do I have the time to do that right now? Um, especially if it's like for a company, like, I don't know. I'd rather just hop on here and hang out with people that, ah, oh, there goes Freermuth. So this guy, this guy, Brigroof, A, loves running backs. He now has five running backs and three receivers. So his team is dog shit. But A, but, but, but B, <laughs> I guess it'd be the, that's the second one usually after A. Um, he's got to go for Pickett at some point. When, when is he going to go for Pickett? I have to get Pickett. I have to get Pickett. I simply must. I simply must have Kenny Pickett. I must possess him. But what a fucking dog shit team, though. Oh, are, there, are there other ones? To be clear, it's not the one I'm talking about, but <laughs> I'm too like, I, I give too many mean things. I say too many mean things, but I, I try to keep it real. It's like, what's my time? Or like Pete asked the other day, like when, uh, when our guy, Mr. Mr. Who I do like a lot, I would have been happy to sauce a team. I'm just bad at saucing teams unless you do something egregiously stupid. Um, but like Pete asked like, Oh, would you drop down and do 10 burpees or something? If they gave you $2 on the street, it's like, no. So why would I do like, why would I do an hour show for somebody? I don't even know. <laughs> it's not like boosting me. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, there we go. My guy lunchable here for the money hat. Yes. It's a red hat day. I was thinking about going to Bun Day, but um, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like a, I feel like I'm tired of wearing a bun, but I like, but I still like the looks. Like when it lines up perfectly, it's good. But right now, I'm just like, ugh, putting my hair up, then it hurts a little. You short-haired guys, you just don't know. You don't know the struggle. Oh God, Odell 111. I mean, this is. This has gotten a little bit nor more normal, but this guy with fucking five running backs, including three to start. That's just a bad team. Like, really? I, and I, I mean, this. like, I hate being mean to people because, like, I don't know what this dude's deal is. Like, he could just be churning a bonus or whatever. This could be his first draft. This is, like, the worst kind of start you can do in these rooms. Like, at least with Fiddle Mike Gooch here. No, he still took Damian Pierce. Like, he also kind of did it stupidly. But at least he got better where it's, like, three receivers. These guys are all pretty decent caliber. Another receiver here. You should have taken one. Like, you should have taken Quentin Johnson instead of Damian Pierce or something like that. But, like, he should have gone receiver there. At least he's closer. Like, this team is just dead. Even with they are. It pains me to say that. This guy with an AR picket team. He's drafting a Bizarro Land version of my favorite configurations. Is what he's doing. It's correcting because there isn't a news. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> oh God. All right, we got a one, two, five, one. Lost out on Freermuth. Let's get. Yeah, let's get Buffalo because we do have some little Juju Smith Schuster there. So we'll get a little correlation going on that side of it. Rashad Penny is an okay value now. Do any of these receivers do anything for me? Is there anybody coming up that does anything for me? Not really. I guess Dobbs. Yeah, I'm just going to take Rashad Penny. Maybe we'll be pretty close and done at running back. Gotta get, I gotta put Pickett in the queue. I gotta know when this fucker's coming up. 172.8. So to make sure to get him ahead of Brig Roof. So he probably wants to take him at 158. <laughs> right? 
Yeah, that might not. All right. I'm gonna have to reach for Kenny Pickett now. God, why did I do this to myself? Why? <laughs> like, I don't think Pete's had this existential debate because like he's still drafting the best team possible. Why did I subject myself to like this concept? Is what I'm starting to wonder here. Obviously, I want to do something fun. I like challenging my brain and whatever. But it's like, fuck, now I'm trying to like jam in a Steelers stack that sucks. And I'm going to reach for Kenny Pickett. I already probably have too much of anyway. Tough room. How much Pickett do I have? Actually, you know what? Only 7% Kenny Pickett. Actually rounding up to 7%. So I could justify it. I could justify it. Despite my existential crises right now, why I would force myself to draft a random stack. I think that we can make this random stack still work. Ooh, Darnell Washington. That's a fun one because he's going to be out there. He's such a good blocker. Like, he'll be out there. He's kind of a danger to Freermuth, really. I know people like Freermuth. I'm not like, you think he's an average guy. He's a little better than average, maybe. Um, I think that Darnell Washington could take his job because, like, he's a better blocker. He's a better pass catcher than people realize. It's just a health thing. Um, Washington just has to be able to stay healthy, which he's gigantic. And that's always a tough thing to ask of guys that are gigantic, getting clipped in the knees over and over again. <laughs> Another AR team for Spags, Allen Robinson. Honestly, I should put him in the queue too. I need to keep these guys that are not going to be natural to me on the queue. And I hope you guys don't snack me on uh, Kenny Pickett, Allen Robinson. And of course, Darnell Washington. And I hope I don't time out. That's the other part of this. I hope I don't time out. I hope you guys don't see my cue and go, God, I got to get Kenny Pickett at 140. Just don't do it. I'm actually thinking I might take Kenny Pickett on this go round. I don't want to risk it with this other guy. Jalen Warren. Oh, maybe. Yeah, maybe that's it. I'll do Jalen Warren and Pickett. That was my original idea, though. That is getting a little thin at a at receiver at this point. This is just a running back team. I think it's what happened. As I just drafted like an idiot running back team, is <laughs> how I feel. Oh no, short gamers got bye week keepies. Yep, that's a fail. That's a fail. Back to seven drafted T Law, Ridley, Kirk, Zay Jones, Ingram stack on underdog. Running backs are Sanders for the week 17 correlation, Gibson, Connor, Algier, uh, St. Brown, Waddle. You just want me to read your team? Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a team. You got all you got all the Jags. I think that's that's, that's solid. If you like the Jags, it's it's a good team. I like the correlation with Miles Sanders. Miles Sanders underappreciated. Can't believe you, that guy just got me to read a team. I sometimes pull up the chat where I'm like, oh, this is probably is something substantive. And I don't read it beforehand. I just read it as we go. Um, and there goes Jalen Warren anyway. So no, no stack in Jalen Warren, unfortunately, with my Najee Harris. Um, but uh, yeah, that guy got me. That guy just got me to read a team out loud. <laughs> the DK draft, the guy in there drafted eight Arizona players and the good ones were drafted around earlier. I mean, what? Um, oh, let me make my picks here. All right. You know what? We don't draft again for a while. You got to complete the stack. It's the one thing about this fucking game that we're playing here. Is I have to complete the fucking stack. And I'm going to take KJ Osborne too. So we got another receivers correlated. This is fine. This is fine. House on fire. Me a dog. This is fine.
anyway. I don't even know what I was going to say before that. I'm, I'm like fucking sweating about it. If I have to take Kenny Pickett now or if I'm going to get fucked <laughs> if I don't take him. But I do think that I do think that this guy here would have taken Pickett at 155 or 158. So that was my logic there. Um, I can't have the Steelers stack without the QB. So one thing I'll say, I can ideally you want to have your stack with the top receivers. That is the first rule. Don't watch this video and take away that. Ah, I can just stack up Kenny Pickett with whomever. Like the way that Pickett succeeds is that Pickens is great. Johnson is great. And he's a vessel for all that greatness, or he creates value for both of them. Um, so that's sort of the thing. And then if that's the case, he then makes Pickens a better player who beat his ADP. He makes Johnson a better player, who beats his ADP. Um, that said, if you are trying to get leverage against all the picket stacks, you go with Najee Harris and you go with Allen Robinson and you go with Darnell Washington. Mm -mm -mm. <laughs> Boots, your biscuit is a true alpha move. No, no, no. This is a picket team now. He was average last year. If he was average last year, I think he improves enough to be a little bit better than average this year. And I'll stand by that. Stacking is overrated. I draft my players based on thigh size. I mean, uh, what are James Connors thighs that big would be the question to justify the amount of exposure that our pal Davis Peng has. I mean, the question I would ask, how big do the calves have to be? This got sideways quick. Do I have to read the hee hee? I hate your hee hees. Live stream snipes are too much to overcome. It's true. I mean, when you're trying to stack up these guys, it's just tough, especially to being at the one spot. Like I had no flexibility where I had to like, I really like Pickens, but do I want to take Pickens at 72 when there's, or at a, excuse me, at 49? I don't know about that. Um, you know, I got in there. I didn't really have a shot at these guys coming back. It was going this way, but like, do I want to take them at 48 and 49? Not necessarily. I don't want to blow up my team that bad. That said, you know, the value in general of a stack is like, you know, just kind of correlating them all together. So I could have justified it mentally, but People are getting those pickings. Like I've gotten those pickings, Johnson picket stacks for fucking cheap. So I don't want to reach for it. But that's where you get burned in the one hole in particular. <laughs> My DK profile pick is Lemon Party to encourage me to stack it up like Lemon Party. <laughs> if that were your avatar, I'd hope I'd have to hope that they would make you change that one. You can't have three old men in a beautiful romantic situation. <laughs> There was something I think that was on the, it was on maybe on one of the discords or I don't even know. I see too many things on like Twitter and, and Pete's discord and whatever. And it all kind of merged together in my head, but somebody like didn't know like tub girl and all those ones. And it's like, Oh boy. Like you just, you missed a part of the internet that a good for you. You did miss it. But B like these things are like secondhand knowledge. Like lemon parties, a joke. I, we still make, I don't know. No, we make it too much these days. I don't know if lemon party got canceled. Probably. I mean, it probably got canceled because those old men died. That'd be, <laughs> <laughs> the other part of it. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. If you're Googling that now, that now, chat, it is very not safe work. That should be the thing I caveat as well. But, you know, I can't tell you about GoatSC.CX. I can't do that. I can't explain to you what that is. Hey, two girls, one cup, another classic. If you want to make somebody throw up lightly and they're, and they're in Gen Z, <laughs> play all the hits, play all the hits. Back on topic, Holly asking, just drafted a team with Kittle and Debo, so took Purdy and Lance. Is that complete minus EV? I think it is. Um, there are some people I've seen who I would consider sharp drafters that do that if you get those guys like 16th round, 18th round. I guess you're cornering a market then, theoretically. It does seem like Darnold is now safely at, at rest um, in terms of being that guy who's not going to be in the competition. So 
I get it. Um, it's not for me though. Um, I've actually not been taking a lot of Lance this year um, after being really heavy on him last year. Just too much uncertainty and that one can go either way. So I think, you know, you're getting ahead of the curve because if we get news in August and those guys, one of those guys is like in the front runner for that position and basically they're going to be the starter, they're locked in and all of that. The other guy's going to drop quite a bit and the other guys, and obviously the guy who's going to start is going to go up a lot. So if you're getting your shares now, you're probably in pretty good position and smart position, but I don't know. Um, all right. Good. Glad, glad to see all the QBs lasting at this point in the draft. What a treat. What a treat for me. There's just nothing that adds value to this team at this point. Um, I'm going to take Jerome Ford. I keep saying I'll be done at running back, but there's really no receivers here that are like lighting my world on fire. Uh, Seattle. There's nobody in Pittsburgh I need to take now. Hodgins is okay. Ugh, reach for Khalil Shakir. Yeah, let's, let's reach for Khalil Shakir. I don't think DeAndre Hopkins is going to Buffalo based on all the stuff about their cap. So we'll, we'll take Khalil Shakir here. This might be a three tight end build too, even though I have Hawkinson and probably don't need to. But I'm taking Darnell Washington in one of these picks. I probably should take a third tight end. So it looks like we'll be going with a 257 build in those positions. Or maybe 258. Auto-draft and Mechie. I don't think that's a bad thing. It does seem like Tank Dell is moving up the pecking order there just because of his whatever vibes he has with CJ Stroud, but I still think that Mechie is the better receiver. We'll see how that works out, though. But I would never be mad at auto-taking Mechie, especially because you have the correlation, too. You got Tennessee and Houston. Jimmy G going undrafted. People are afraid of that foot injury thing. Um, I think you should probably still draft him sometimes, especially if you have like Adams, like you're still making a bet theoretically on uh, there being a competent QB in there and that being Jimmy G. But I think it's a little bit overblown. It's just that people don't like the risk. Like it's why Jerome Ford was a value. It's because they were like, oh, well, we don't know who the RB2 is. They could bring back Kareem Hunt. But if you were like following the news closely, you knew like they didn't like Kareem Hunt. We're done with him. Like didn't want him back. Um, so that was something where I think that's an example in real life of like how this goes where people just like the confirmation of a thing and then they'll flock to a guy like not that Jimmy G will ever be a, a QB that people flock to, but they'll draft him reliably if they know he's going. And now that they don't know he's going, they're like, Oh, well, I can't imagine a world where he's going to play. And I don't think that's the right way to draft. Nobody likes Kareem hunt. That's true. I mean, I think he's one of those guys like, you know, we've talked about a little bit, but Ezekiel Elliott, I think Fournette to a certain extent, um, those guys all price themselves out of roles because they view themselves as like the bell cow backs of the past. And like, I've not fully acquiesced the idea of just what it kind of means to be a running back the NFL now. Um, and I think that's something that Kareem Hunt's definitely one of those guys where he got fucked like by, I mean, by himself, like him costing himself the contract to Kansas city, but he was like aligned to get one of the last big running back paychecks. And then he, you know, did whatever violent things that he did. Um, if I'm remembering that correctly, right. I think it's something violent. Um, but then he basically, you know, lost that role and then had to go to Cleveland. It's like, they didn't pay him as much because they were getting, you know, damaged goods. And then he missed the entire RB window of those guys getting paid. And also his prime left him quickly. So sucks. Sucks for him. No, <laughs> not for free. I also, again, I'm not good at saucing teams. Like I, it's just, not, I will say that. So you save your super chat money if, you're, if that's a thing, but 
Like, I, I just think that these teams are okay. Like, you built a perfectly okay team. I'll never see a team and go like, oh, this team can't win it unless they did something like just hammering running back at a point where it's like you can't dig out. Um, so I, I think it's not worth it for me to sauce your team would be the better way to say it. I'm more good at in the moment noticing teams that are shit and getting really mad at them. That's my strength. <laughs> Smash the like button, sauce my team. No, I won't sauce anything. The only thing I'll sauce is a nice bowl of pasta. This is like mama used to make. You sauce up that pasta. You wet the dries. You dry the wets. Are we buying into Watson coming back to form? Um, I am. I think he's. I think he's a good bet. Honestly, at his range, um, he's a guy that you know. Like if I if I want to take Anthony Richardson, I'll think twice because I see Watson there. If he does fall a little bit, um, so I think that's one of those things for me that um definitely holds water is that Watts has got to be better at this point. And also the money, like they're so invested in him that he has to, uh, they're, they're behooved to make it work with him as best they can. And I think Cleveland's got a lot of weapons. Like, I don't know that I'm buying all the Elijah Morris steam. Like I know the athletic had an article about him getting fed pretty heavy uh, so far in camp, but I think that's something where it's clearly an Amari Cooper alpha offense, but I think maybe his volume comes down a little bit and they do start to feed a little bit more towards Elijah Moore, a little bit more towards people's Jones. Who's also been good. Um, but I think Cooper's still a ceiling guy, so I don't mind taking him where he is. Uh, but anyway, point being, I think that Watson's a perfectly good play. Um, but I think you should try to stack him up. Like, you know, don't take naked Watson. Uh, don't, especially if you're a masseuse, don't take naked Watson. Don't let him into your life. It's like candy, man. It's a long hair guy for years. Just cut it all off. Life is so much better. Yeah, I get it. I mean, like I still keep the sides short. Like it's still, you know, it's just the, this thing that's long and, it's just like it hurts. The thing that they don't tell you about long hair is like that it hurts to like pull it and like, you know, not to, to pull it. Yes. Yeah, as, as my wife is like pegging me. Uh, <laughs> um, no, to be clear, I just mean like pulling it up into a bow or into a bun rather. It just like makes your head hurt a little. Like, it's, I don't know. It's hard to explain. All right. On the clock here. Let's just get this bullshit out of the way. Got to take Alan Robinson with one of these. We'll take him with this one. And then we do want a third tight end. We've already got this little bet on New England. Um, and obviously, we already have Hawkinson, too. Yeah, we're going to take a Pittsburgh tight end. Let's take Mike Kosicki here. Not a share I normally get a lot of, but I think it makes sense here that we don't need a sixth running back. We got Najee. We took Miles Sanders. Took those guys decently early here. Um, and Damian Harris and Penny, if, if they don't have a role, I'm fucked. So I think that's um, we're good with five running backs. All right, there we go. I'd take naked Watson for that hush money. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, I don't want to underscore the trauma that anybody uh, undid, but there was some hush money. So I guess that's all worth it. De definitely bankroll Best Ball Mania 4 for you. Fiddle Mike Gooch is the most unhinged name on Underdog. There has to be weirder ones. I feel like never see racist ones, which I appreciate about Underdog. They must have their filtering done pretty well. Um, so that's a positive. But I feel like there's some gross sexual ones that get away with it. Fiddle my gooch though is very direct though. There's not a lot of ambiguity to fiddle my gooch. More steam is real. Wide receiver one on the on the Browns for sure. Pooper is a beta. I, I'm assuming that's sarcasm, but people do really think that about Elijah Moore. They're waiting for that breakout. Um, I think guys, I think I'm gonna go for a double here just because we made decent time on the stream. You know what? Here, yeah. Here, here's what I'll do. I'll, I hate doing this, but. I think it's the most fair way. 
If you guys want me to do a second stream here, again, a second best ball mania draft, spin the wheel one more time, do another random stack, uh, hit that like button now. Looks like we're at 28 likes. We got 77 people in here. If we get to 60 likes, I will I will keep it going here. Oh, as my as my YouTube is playing audio, my apologies. We got a round here to get to 60 likes. So if not, I'll bag it in. And no shame on either side here. No shame in the game. That's all. But if you want me to burn my $25, <laughs> I have to get another dog shit team. Let's earn it. Cause I, it's, you know, this has been about a 50 minute stream. So that's enough. That's enough for the YouTube discovery, right? All right. We're at 37. We're climbing. It's all up to you guys. I've been to the will of the people. That is one thing I've been known for. Learned a lot from uh, famous dictators. <laughs> Sometimes you have to silence people in the chat for five minutes. Uh, sometimes you got to demand likes. I would, I take another tight end and 10 minutes shoes. So 10 minutes team Schultz and a Conquo. You know, let me see. I, I feel like I'm a little better seeing it here. I wish there was some way to like pull up a team and then have it not move immediately. Oh, uh, there you are. Holmes. Yeah, I think I'd be okay with a third tight end, especially because, yeah, you have the two on by. I would take a third tight end. But I also don't mind a third tight end in general. Like, if you feel like you're pretty good at running back and receiver, take a third tight end because tight end sucks. And, like, that's the position that you need. I'm not being radicalized like the four tight end build stuff, but um, I would say that, yeah, like a third tight end I really don't have an issue with if it's a luxury pick. God, there we go. Dustin gets it again. 45 likes. You need 15 more likes, guys, if you want me to do another draft. Otherwise, I'm going to fucking walk. I'm going <laughs> to I'm gonna take I'm gonna take my Anthony Richardson jersey. Me, me and AR, we're going to hit the road. We're going to go, see you later, chumps. I'm getting out of this town. When did you, you want to see this broken out? Only could happen if we did another draft. 60 likes. Only 60 likes. I like that it's become panhandling. <laughs> Please, sir, can I have some likes? I'd love to. I'd love to do another draft, but I simply can't afford it unless you give me a like. Did I go from like a bootlick, a, a little Cockney boy, <laughs> to they're not bootlickers? I went from a uh, little Oliver to I don't even know what that was. Just a bad British accent, I guess. Uh, Middle sick and Trey Lance for the vibes, sure. Trey Lance. Trey Lance and Joe Burrow was actually my BBM finalist combo last year, despite Trey Lance giving me zeros <laughs> for the entire year. Uh, so imagine my joy when I ended up with six points in week 17 because Joe Burrow's game uh, ended in the first quarter. Sounds like I want to stream another draft. Sounds like I need 13 more likes. <laughs> Jalen Naylor. Alex Berg is a good drafter. What is he doing with Jalen Naylor? That's an interesting one. I, okay. Who is he? What's the thesis behind a Jalen Naylor play? Like he's going to beat out Osborne and Addison? I don't agree with that. They'll just, they'll just take a guy for that reason. Okay, we got a few more picks left, guys. Smack it. Smack my like up. <laughs> Nailer, hardly newer. That's true. I 
So now you have to fire up another draft. Keep the Zen going last week. You started with a great draft and did another, and you shouldn't. Now you need to do the opposite. Eric makes a good case. But the only case that I could stand for is 11 more likes. Uh, I love the drama building. I love that there's more people watching when they're like, is he going to do another one? I don't know. Let's find out. Let's find out. I don't know. Only one way to know is 12 more likes. Otherwise, I'm just going to go fuck myself. I'm going to go get pegged. <laughs> and I wonder why these videos, I had to request a review on three videos for monetization on YouTube because they were just like, oh, you can't be monetized. I mentioned this with uh, on the stream with Pete on Tuesday. But yeah, like, so we're back in the hunt. Oh, wow. All right. Well, guys. Christopher Davis, a $20 super chat. Uh, I guess I really don't have a choice here. I don't have a choice. If Christopher, if my arch name is my heart, arch nemesis, Christopher is giving me $20, then the bizarro me who, who loves all the players I hate and hates all the players I love. will do one more draft, but hit the like button anyway, though. I still, I still like likes. I love love and I like likes. Now the ceremonial picking of Donnell Washington. I hereby proclaim this a Steelers stack. Ba, ma, ma, ma. Final team, Kirk Cousins, Kenny Pickett, Najee Harris, ugh. Miles Sanders, great value. So Damian Harris, Rashad Penny, Jerome Ford at running back, a receiver, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, Christian Watson, Quentin Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, KJ Osborne, Khalil Shakir, Allen Robinson, and a tight end, TJ Hawkinson, Mike Kosicki, and then presumably Darnell Washington, even though he didn't show up here. <laughs> so let's label this one. We did it, guys. Drafted a mediocre Pittsburgh stack. These, these are going to be the most depressing teams to track. Spag stacks. Pit. No good. No good. <laughs> okay, that's that's all we can fit. No good. All right. Hopping in another one. I'm going to let it queue up. Let's also go to the randomizer wheel and spin that bitch. And then we're going to see what's going on. Uh, we got to remove the Steelers. They're done. All right. I don't even know what I'm hoping for at this point. Ah, oh, okay. This should be easy. This is an easy one. Panthers. Panthers, come on down. That's exciting. Oh, I didn't even enter the room yet. Okay, now I'm in. Sorry for that. <laughs> it's not intentional, but I'm in the room now. Hopping in our second spag stack of the day. Carolina freaking Panthers. Like I'm saying things like a bootleg Tim Robinson because of watching season three of I think you should leave roughly five times this week. Spag stacks Panthers. Let's go. Bryce Young. If you could draft a QB who's roughly the size of your one-year-old son, you got to do it. You got to do it. Ah, George Darnell Washington, the downfall of the British Empire. I didn't know that if George Washington's middle name was Darnell. Learn something new every day in chat. One more spot here to fill. We got it. We got it. Time to do some Panthers. Someone takes first round Bryce Young will allow you to sending the stream. <laughs> That's fair. Honestly, if they do that, I guess we're going to the Dalton stack. I don't know. 18th round, Andy Dalton. 
This will be, yeah, Visca's up for grabs. The new Debo Samuel, many are saying, is uh, LaVisca Chenault. Did Underdog ever give out the Caxes like they did a couple years ago for Maxing? So this is something I was talking about with Neil Orfield. Uh, it was, again, one of those Millie, Mill, one of those Millie Maker winners over at Stochastic, one of the many they have on their arsenal. And um, he was saying that he got the Cactus. I maxed it out last year. I definitely didn't get a Cactus, so I don't know what's going on. I also kind of feel like like some people in their dog like me, and I feel like maybe there's a few that don't <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why. So maybe that's part of it. That's my victim complex. But I want the cactus. I fucking maxed that shit out. It took a lot to finish with a top 200 entry. It took literally 150 entries to finish with one in the top 200. Yeah, so you never got one. I don't know. I don't know. We're not part of the chosen few. Get a cactus. Boo. The the bourgeoisie and their cactuses. Their cacti. Sorry. Their cacties. Oh, come on. You want you know you want a running back, M R E. You know you want a running back. Or Travis Kelsey. You want one of them. Do it. Do it. Do it. Come on, piggy. Come on, piggy. Don't auto, don't, don't time out on Cooper Cup. Don't do it. Let's go. What? Oh, you of course that little pig. Yes, value Cooper Cup. Oh, oh yeah. Getting the value, baby. You guys all thought I was fucked doing another stream. <laughs> and here we are. Uh, it's true. Yeah, it was probably the fantasy flock calling on a favor. He's like, hey, uh, are you guys planning to give this Spags character? Hey, hello. Are you guys planning to give this Spags character a cactus? No, no, no. You simply cannot. If you wish to cap, keep having fantasy flock business, you simply can't give that man a cactus. <laughs> anyway, fuck you. Cup is a toast. <laughs> fuck you. Anyway, I hope that was a good impression. I haven't, I haven't workshopped that one at all. Thank you. They should love me. I agree. We've had, we've actually been getting some signups up again. I should actually do the, don't forget to use that promo code splash. I think it's down here. Yeah. Use that promo code splash. Double your deposit up to $100 on underdog. Uh, play on there. Again, I have a lot of fun. I have a lot of fun whether I'm doing it on stream or not. So play on there. And of course, uh, heed the old responsible language, responsible gaming. If you need help, please get help. Don't, don't use the promo code splash then. Otherwise, use a promo code splash. I accept that. I accept that, Dustin. The straps is already better than the last one. I hope so. Need a sports jacket for full impression. Oh, yeah, that's true. How, how else could people know that I wish to be on television if I don't wear a blazer all the time? Dress for the job you want, not the job you have. I feel like it needs a little more like Christian Bateman and American Psycho. A psycho. Um, Patrick Bateman, excuse me. Christian Bale. All right, on the clock here. Well, I flub references left and right. Jalen Waddle at a vague discount? Sure. This is a this is a nice room. This is a nice room. Oh, this guy's got my 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 deceased dog's name, Cali Dog. Ah, I'm rooting for you now, bud. Though he did snipe me on that Saquon Barkley correlation. Nah, nards. Won't get my Rams Giants week 17 with Saquon.
I, I appreciate that, Chris. Definitely prefer. Look, there's all strokes for all folks, but he said I could definitely prefer you, Pete. Pat's a flock. Uh, not nearly as entertaining. Um, that does kind of make it sound like we're not nearly as entertaining. But uh, I look, I think whatever helps get people where they need to be mentally to draft good teams is a good thing. I just have always held a little bit of a grudge because I don't think he gives out good info. And, you know, and I don't, I hate that that goes to the populace, but that's, but that's me, you know, certainly being like, it's a little bit of like the, oh, you wish you were streaming for a hundred thousand people and whatever. Like, yeah, of course. I think everybody probably does. But I also want those hundred thousand people to have like good info because I, I hate the other side of it. Like, I hate, I hate it when I was at Stochastic. There'd be people who like misunderstand the concept of DFS and they're like, yeah, like I lost $3,000 last night because you guys said so and so was a chalk. And it's like, yeah, that guy's the chalk. That means like you then strategize around that. Um, and I think sometimes when you feed that that bad portion of things, it can be a little, a little dangerous for folks. But whatever. Fun to do the voice. Fun to do the voice. Mm -mm. There you go. Flock got him into best ball last year with his constant streams last uh, last year. Can't watch him anymore. He sounds like a broken record. That's fair. I mean, look, if he's converting people, and I think that's certainly a big reason why I know he's like popular with underdog is like he converts a lot of people. So if that brings new people in and then they learn and they hopefully get sharper and they, you know, all that, then great. I, I should probably be more open-minded about stuff. That said, it's just more fun to make fun of people, especially when I know they've been kind of a tool uh, to me <laughs> in the past. Lamar first QB off the board. Yeah. Going on a run of QBs though. I do like that move because you're not going to get Andrews and Lamar otherwise. And obviously again, when you're in that one hole, you just got to make a pick that accounts for the next two rounds. So uh, no issue for them. Um, all right, I'm on the clock here with my my one pick. There's a nice value for Jacobs, but I think these running back piggies are going to be in trouble soon. <laughs> Which I just felt silly to say out loud. Uh, <laughs> but I think that there's enough people drafting running backs that I should press receiver. And we also have a couple guys here. We got good luck uh, doing zero RB. We have 10 minute uh, fiddle my gooch perhaps doing zero RB as well. So let's get ahead of the curve a little bit there. But again, these guys are going to fall for running back traps a lot, I think. Probably not Alex Berg, but I think Cali Dog and Manning tight end might. We'll see. Maybe they're in the chat. Spags Eagles trying to win any money. Yeah, look, I I really hope. Like, it's been great. Like, I know, obviously, Paul's like our little, our MVP in chat, who's always very kind and giving Splash Play some credit for his success. Um, but, like, I would say that it's always been nice seeing screenshots from people at the end of the best ball. Like, last year, there were a lot of people who kind of, uh, gave us some nice words and said that we helped them think about it the right way. And like, that matters to me. Like, I don't, I hate the idea of people like taking information and, you know, losing money on it. Um, oh boy. Yeah. We are pissing in this room. Look at that. Look at 10 minute, 10 minute in the chat, hanging out, just pissing all over the room. But yeah, to me, it's, as it's your job as a content creator. And I know there's been that push for betting stuff. Like, I don't think every bet should be tracked and shit where it's like, oh, the betting authorities say this person actually loses 70% of their bets. Like, who fucking cares? Like, you should hopefully know that those people are entertainers and whatever. But you should always be giving your best foot forward in terms of advice and like trying to learn more and trying to get sharper and all that. I mean, and hopefully, you know, hopefully the audience does too. Like Pat, you know, I think exemplifies that. I'm four too, exemplifies that. Um, Daigle, I would say does a good job of that too, where I think, you know, he definitely has gotten sharper on best ball stuff after having to do a lot of the season long, uh, in the Roto world days. Okay, cool. Christian Watson here. I have no issue with that at all. This is a nice build. I would have honestly reached for Christian Watson with the last pick, but no week 17 correlations yet. Obviously no Panthers yet either, but that's not really, can't really do that anyway. 
for the Panthers. The luxury here is we can just build a nice, fun team and then just tack on some Panthers at the end, which feels good. Remember being in here last year, talking about getting 50% of my teams into round two. And Spags called me out correctly. Didn't even get one team into the final round. Wow, there you go. <laughs> I mean, it's it's tough, but yeah, that the finals is all that matters ultimately. Um, and if you are building some teams, you're going to be more likely to get um, into the cash line, get into you know week 15, week 16. But the zero RB teams do tend to be ones that have the most upside, you know, or anchor, you know, or even modified anchor like a like Pat Corain did last year by modal, whatever he calls it. Um, so yeah, you never know what's going to get there, but I do think giving yourself the best foot forward based on the advance rate data and all that. Um, is going to be uh, trying to be a little more zero RB or anger RB. I would be the best gambling file because if you inverse my picks, you'd get rich. Uh, the old bend the better strategy, I believe, is what that's called. Only had two lineups make the DK final last year. Didn't play underdog, but I am this year. Have to travel once a month to enter 40 slow drafts. Slow drafts are not my preferred method, but I think I appreciate the sacrifice very much. And, um, you know, shout out to you for being willing to do it. Um, I had two DK finalists and one underdog finalist. My underdog finalist was the best, but uh, that was really killed by the the Cincinnati Buffalo game, unfortunately, because I had a lot of stacks around that game. So I'll never know. I'll never know if Singletary and T Higgins and um, and Burrow and there's a fourth. There's a fourth player that I'm forgetting. Those guys maybe could have gotten me there. Maybe they couldn't have. We'll never know. But again, just glad a, a, an actual bona fide you know person who deserves the win got it. Because if it weren't that, ooh. Oh, I'd be doing my angry voices. How many total entries? I maxed out BBM and DK. I honestly, I can't even give you the full amount. Um, I maxed out the two big tournaments and I'll be doing that again this year. Um, that's my main focus. And I probably get 75 to 100 puppies into each one. So if you want to do that math, you can. This year though, I'm ahead because I did more big boards, more big board super flex. So I, I think I'm already at the 200, 300 mark. That math I could do, but I'm not going to. Um, oh, boy. Oh, boy. We got Michael Pittman, and we got Miles Sanders. We are stacking Panthers. We did have a good run at receiver. But Miles Sanders does fall. Mm. No, no. I can't let the bit down. I can't, I, I can't let the bit down. I can't. Miles Sanders it is. It's not over yet. It's not here. So, so we all get an AR jersey. It's not over yet, friend. It's not over yet. Okay. <laughs> Obviously, though, taking Pittman there would certainly lock me in more. I've realized, though, I do have a lot of Pittman and Richardson. So if I don't get Pittman and Richardson here, we'll see. We'll see. You are correct. I can still backdoor stack Richardson. That's why I talk to my Richardson jersey as though I'm as though I'm the Green Goblin, hearing from the Goblin helmet. You want me to kill the Spider Man? <laughs> oh no, never mind. That's the Green Goblin helmet over there. My apologies. It's not the Richardson jersey. Naked AR is viable. Yeah, but you know, you, you stack them up. You're really making you're making the real bet there. You're making the man's bet on AR. Anybody could say, oh, yeah, he's going to run a lot and he's going to be good. But I want to say he's going to run a lot and he's going to throw more than people realize and he's going to be better. And Shane Steichen's going to be giving little kisses on the forehead and going, oh, you're a big boy. You can do this. <laughs> he's going to be like the Eggman game. And I think you should leave and go, congrats, big boy. <laughs> and give the, the egg celebration. 
come into the stream and I get a terrifying impression. Nice. You know, that's what we're here for at the end of the day. That's what Spag Stacks is for. It's for me increasing my weird exposures and for me doing weird impressions and exposing myself through that lens as well. Spend the last two months building a PowerPoint presentation and convince my wife to let me. <laughs> I have to say it's a very sitcom thing for copper prices here, but I, I respect that relationship. The one thing that I've gone for me with Alex, my wife, is that um, when we first started getting together and then also when we found out that we were going to have a baby, I had just won uh, 75K over the course of a month in the NBA. Um, this is right. Uh, this is the end of the COVID time, right? Yeah. So then basically then we were able to uh, kind of get our house fun going, get all of our life in order off of that. So that gave me enough ground where I can lose an impunity. <laughs> Basketball though takes up so much more time than DFS overall. So that's definitely been a, a push pull. Um, all right. Okay. little week 17 correlation with Christian Watson. No issue with that here. Trevor Lawrence is there, but I, you know, whatever. He might fall more. Uh, yeah, my daughter is four months old trying to work in the college aspect. Yeah, that's true. I mean, look, 6K, you know, relative to most families is uh, if you're spending wisely and you're not, you know, really putting yourself out of pocket too much, you can do that over the course of a couple months and it won't hurt as bad. Like I, I'll tell you, like my balance right now is 140 on underdog. Uh, so I have to like probably drop a K in. I'll do that a couple more times over the course of the summer. Doesn't end up hurting too bad. But that's me, obviously, you know, play within your bankroll always. Again, I'll, I'll really, I really will point to the responsible gaming thing because like always play within your bankroll, be smart about it. That's again, if I care about you guys winning, I also care about you guys losing. So always be smart about that and only play for entertainment. I know all of you guys know this for the most part, but sometimes got to say it out loud. And if you're ever in trouble, DM me and let me know. Don't, please don't. <laughs> I'll just go, hey, you seen them A off futures lately, kid? <laughs> You get plus 400 to be rookie of the year. You got to take that deal. That's your last bet. Your last bet. You get out. No, <laughs> no, no, no. Shouldn't even joke about it. So you get in trouble. Wow. Responsibly drafted around 130 best ball teams ready. Now you guys are making me want to count how many I've actually done. Uh, let me see. I don't want to time out of my pick. So this is going to be delicate math to do. <laughs> All right, pull up the calculator. So for just post draft so far, I have 46 plus 20 plus 11 plus four plus 79. I have 160 since the draft. So 160 in the last month. Uh, so that's, boy, <laughs> that's my 10,000 hours. All right, Lawrence is still falling here. And Carolina does play Jacksonville. All right. I mean, I don't know if this is plus EV or not, but I do think taking Trevor Lawrence 15 spots after ADP is a good pick. So I'm going to do that. And we will get Bryce Young later on, but now we have a full week 17 bet on Carolina Jacksonville, which I think will go underrepresented as a full week 17 stack. Uh, so I like actually like how this is shaping up in terms of being a real team that could do something good. Didn't do any undercats. Didn't do any. I don't like the gimmicky tournaments quite as much just because like I, I only have so much time. Um, and I try to dedicate my time to like the drafts that I know like I need to fill. 
because uh, I remember last summer when it's like with family obligations, with vacations and whatever, like it can get hard to get the drafts in. And this year we're going on our, our family vacation with my wife's side of the family uh, to Puerto Rico. I don't know if Puerto Rico's got an underdog thing going. So uh, that'll be a week then I'll be offline, not able to draft. So I got to get in what I can. Yeah, that's what mine would be including the the big board. But I, yeah, I'm just not a, po I'm not a puppy maxer. Uh, didn't didn't uh, hit the the max for the first poodle either. Did get for the second one, but you got to be willing to let some go. Like that was what I was talking about with Pete and the Chow Chow. Like, yeah, like I could afford the Chow Chow and like, and I could, I'm sure get some advantageous spots with it, but does not matter that much? I don't know. Like, and I, and that's the responsible gaming for me is like, how much do I want to, you know, tax the mentals and just the time of being a parent and a partner and then also having time for yourself. And like, you know, I still have a fucking startup that is bleeding me dry. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's all, it's all personal. But important to talk about, important to talk about. No, it's not going to get the YouTube views to go, hey, you know, make sure you protect your mental health. Well, but, you know, like it's, it is a conversation that's important. I think it's like Men's Mental Health Day recently or something, wasn't it? It's obviously Pride Month. So get out there, get pegged, have a good time with it. Ooh, ESPN is playing AROTA highlights. I don't know. Look, man, once they'll start getting out there more, like that's what Christopher, who was very generous in Super Chats. So I do appreciate Christopher and his uh, willingness to be the contrarian here in the chat. Um, but like, you know, he's saying like, oh, they are, uh, they are ADP is finally getting where it's supposed to be. And it's like, it's getting there now, bud. But once those clips start getting out there and people realize like, oh shit, this guy's a fucking monster. Uh, that's when things are going to start to get weird. So this is a little nice side bet to go with here where we have our Green Bay, we have Minnesota. And then Madison's falling. I don't think, I don't know why Madison's falling. Um, we don't get Richardson though. So uh, let's, let's apologize to the Jersey. Uh, you've done great work. You'll continue to do great work. I believe in you. I love you. We can't always be together. Oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> there we go. We're good. <laughs> Sad to see AR go, though. But once you don't take Pittman, it does increase the odds you won't get AR. Here we go. Scrambling to AR 15 bags again. Though he is now number five. This jersey is not incorrect. He was 15 in college, but uh, I think being AR 15, honestly, like he would have been a fucking made a following of gunheads out there. <laughs> I think would have been uh, nice for him. But no, I think that... uh Number five, we'll see him. Well, he's gonna look good out there at number five. He's gonna look slim and fast as shit. He's gonna look like Reggie Bush out there at number five. <laughs> we know what you do in your free time with that jersey. I just keep the jersey in the studio now because I actually had it out in the basement area, uh, which is where like is my man cave slash gym slash like work area. And um, I had it out there and was like, no, I need it in the studio because like, what if I need to access it? <laughs> in the middle of a stream for either those reasons of talking to it as though it's a real person or from wearing it when I proudly draft AR. So the Jersey is now in the studio ready to go. Um, and also I have no clue how to wash it. So I hope I don't like break a sweat in here because it's going to be hot in the summer, uh, <laughs> but the Jersey's here. It's going to smell like my old uh, high school football Jersey. God, I, I don't know if anybody, I don't know how many of you guys, I'm sure a good amount of you guys did play high school football, but God, that smell of high school football equipment will always stick with me. And we had, um, one of the kids who was a friend, um, but you know, I think we, we've certainly grown apart as adults. So I can say it now. He was like the stinky kid where like he had like a, like a, some sort of, I don't know, some sort of problem, uh, but was like stinky to a whole other level. So our high school gym was like our, our locker room rather after football practice was 
violent. It was violent. That kid got bullied at one point. They sprayed him with Febreze. Like, you know, I felt bad. That's why I was more of a friend than a foe. But it's hard to, you know, if you stink that bad, it's hard to be around. We're stinky kids. Pour one out for the stinky kids. Oh, yeah, that's true. Hockey equipment is the worst, especially, too, because, like, that's why hockey players can only do the short burst. Mingo? Mingo at 102? Why? Wait, wait, what, is, what does that do? Nothing for nobody. Unbelievable. Ugh. I'm disgusted. Hey, we're going to take Devin A. Chain here. <laughs> Mingo? 25 picks at ADP? That's a bad one. That's bad. That's bad drafting. And he's and of course, oh, look, shocker. The guy who takes Mingo 25 spots at ADP also loves Deontay Johnson. The fucking case is right in front of us, guys. People who like Deontay Johnson. A little bit. Makes no, I'm not taking old man Thielen. I, I will take Terrace Marshall in the 18th. I, I'm happy to do that. I would like to have gotten Mingo and Marshall, would be my ideal duo, but Chark and Marshall's fine. Hurst and Marshall's fine. Um, Mingo shouldn't be that high. Mingo should not be that high. Maybe in August, like if we get sick camp reports, like he can go that high. Um, but he's just not that dude. Like nothing he did in college was that impressive. He's just a big body guy, kind of looks like AJ Brown. Wait, is this actually you drafting the team, Chris? Are you MRE here? If you are, I don't know. I don't know if you're just fucking with me. I, I always find one. I always find a nemesis in every draft. Some could say that's the joy of the draft. Some could say that's a thing to go to therapy over. You, de you decide. If people keep sniping my picks, I'm just going to sit here and look at my phone. No. Oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> Gotta work the I think you should leave in references early. <laughs> Gotta start to make them part of your personality the second the show comes out, ideally. That is you. All right. Well, Christopher, you're a fucking maniac. I don't think you could ever critique me about AR again <laughs> when you're reaching 25 picks for Mingo. Like, honestly, if you want to reach him, he's going to be here at 115. I don't think anybody's going to go crazy for Mingo. But you, again, you... You better not fucking decline. You better not reverse the charges on that $20 super chat, man. <laughs> so help me God. Thank you, Bindles. Zach's builds are real clean today. I I get better as the season goes on, which is like cleaning up everything. I also think too, you know, your advantage early on is a little more player takey, like in the big board time of the year. And even a little bit when the ADPs are out of whack and BBM, I'm still always trying to stack and whatever um, I mentioned this to Pete on the Tuesday stream, but I, I found it surprising. Like there's a guy out there who does like a lot of drafts and like tweets about best ball and whatever. And it's like, has a little bit of a following in this community. And he had hit me up like this year and was like, so you're always stacking, huh? Like, <laughs> like it was like some, something that was foreign. Um, and that surprises me. Like stacking should always be the first thing you do, like a double stack. Ideally. Um, I know some people do singles. I, I think you're getting more value out of a double, but, but yeah, that goes around out there. Um, this is this is kind of a Zay Jones spot, I guess. Honestly, though, I wouldn't mind taking another running back. This is still a pretty good pocket. Yeah, I'll take Rashad Penny. I'll take the former, the Eagle and former Eagle connection. That works. 
Because I don't think I'm like desperate at receiver. And I still have to take some guys late for Carolina. Can't say he's done nothing to deserve the hype. They then say he's like AJ Brown. To be clear, I, I mean like the build. Like he's just built like AJ Brown, but he's not an outside guy. Like in college, he was just a slot guy. And again, in college, you do run the routes that you're asked to run. But it's just like he's grading out as a slot guy in the pros too. So I think he's going to be a slot guy that also can block is really how I view Mingo. Um, I, I think at best case, he's going to be like a Keenan Allen guy, like in a couple years. But for me right now, I think he's like a five target slot guy. And I don't think an underdog that does a lot for you. Um, but again, he's built like a Greek God. So I, I, I get like that part of it. But Andy Richardson's built like a supervillain in a fucking movie. And no, people want to FUD him down left and right. So I don't think we should be steaming up Mingo because he's, He's a sexy beast. <laughs> he's, he's all trend out. I don't know. <laughs> I had a vision of Watson and Dak in the turn and hoisting my $3 million in celebration. Yeah. I mean, that's, that'd be a nice little start. You getting them at the 100 spot would be a lot. QB is definitely fell in this room here. 101 to a, which is pretty close to range, but 104 Watson, 107 Dak, 120 Kirk. That doesn't happen a lot. And I got the Lawrence. Like, why did QBs QBs really fell in this room? Because I got Lawrence super late too. It's interesting. I don't. I don't get the logic. Oh, good. So Zay Jones came back to us. That worked out well. Kind of figured he would, but didn't want to say it out loud in case any of the looky lose out there who want to ruin my teams are out out trying to hustle me. Speaking of hustling, movie recommendation from Spags: White Men Can't Jump. The the reboot on Hulu. Uh, enjoyable, enjoyable little two hour movie. Jack Harlow does a good job. Uh, enjoyed that film. I think Mingo went to Ole Miss. Ole Miss only pumps out beasts. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, the one thing I've noticed that this is not something, you know, not to indoctrinate anybody, but um, like I follow like bodybuilding runs, as you can tell uh, with this being built like a, a Greek God as I am as well. Um, the biggest tell with the steroid stuff is like the lats, like your lats start to like flare out like a fucking like bat wings kind of. Um, if you are doing anything uh, outside of pocket, so that's the one thing I would say, you know, let's check old misses, uh, check their lats. <laughs> let's line these boys up, strip them down <laughs> and see what's going on. Regards to wide receiver three talks in Miami. What's your take on chosen Anderson slash whoever's the number three or will it be, uh, or, okay. So for me, um, I think it's back uh, Braxton Barrios. I think he's going to do an elevated role of what they had Sherfield doing last year. Um, just a guy who can kind of run some gadget routes, like those really chief routes where you're cutting in, you're cutting back out, like a kind of misdirection route. I think that's where Barrios does well. He's also a good returner, so that'll be good for them as well. Um, but I think he's the number three, and then Chosen Anderson kind of rotates in as like the guy who also would sub in theoretically if like Waddle or Tyreek went down. Um, but I think that's how you use uh, their wide receiver three is just going to be Barrios kind of doing some gimmick routes. Fancy uh, Trent Irwin kind of thing for Cincinnati last year, maybe. Robbie is not the chosen one. That's true. There you go. Check the traps. Huge delts. This is kind of, <laughs> this guy's being guys talking about muscle men. It is one of the things that I talk about with my wife sometimes where, you know, cause we have a son like Lucas, you know, uh, 14 months old now. Uh, yeah. 14 months and change. So he's going to run into this at some point, but like guys don't get the same kind of hype. Like obviously female, media portrayal stuff is like really bad. But like I grew up watching fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger and those guys and like Hulk Hogan. And it's like, yeah, brother, say your prayers and take your vitamins and you're going to look like this. It's like, okay, well, those vitamins were not Flintstones chewable. I <laughs> think way to look at it. Um, it definitely is one of those things that, you know, 
you gotta be mindful for guys too. Like it's not, not everybody wakes up looking like Pete Overset. Let's check his lats. Let's check his delts. <laughs> Some of us just get, get the bad genetics. Pardon me while I blow my nose briefly. Ah, just in time to come on the clock here. Alec Pierce goes. Adam Thielen's here. We hate Adam Thielen. We don't hate DJ Chark. And honestly, we don't hate Kendra Miller, but I, I do want to get DJ Chark here. Let's start building out Carolina a little bit because I don't want to risk Chark coming back. I think he would, but I don't want to risk it. And I'm also going to put Bryce Young in the queue. I have to reach for him just like Kenny Pickett, but God damn it, we complete our stacks here. Yeah, different different bye weeks, so we're good on that front too. Uh, if you do your seven underdog cardio drafts, you're guaranteed to look like Pete Week Hogan. Yeah, I'm sure that's what it would be. I uh, honestly, I do appreciate that they've gotten much looser with the underdog cardio club rules because, like. For me, like, I don't, you know, we have the Peloton here, but I really don't want to try to do the Peloton and do this, um, do like a draft. Like I, I like lifting weights and drafting because you get breaks in between sets and you can check the screen and whatever and time out, um, you know, so you don't time out <laughs> in your draft. Um, but I think with cardio for me, it's like, if you're walking the dog, it should have walking your baby. Great. Like, I think that's a much better, much more inclusive way of doing cardio than just the fucking losing money <laughs> doing it on a Stairmaster while, while fucking floundering. Uh, Christopher reassuring me that he wasn't sniping. She needed a receiver between Jacoby and Mingo. Okay, fair enough. I appreciate you explaining, Christopher. You're winning me over, Christopher. The more you hang out in the chat, that's why, you know, that's why, again, I do pander for subscribes and likes here. We love having people in the community. Sometimes people make a, a tough first impression on me and then they win me over the course of time. And I appreciate that. That's part of what I think this is all about. Always, you know, meant politely and civilly and all that stuff. Uh, but come be part of the community here, fantasy football all year round and subscribe. Help us build this here. Help us get some pretty numbers so we look cool and I can make money and not, not be a month and a half behind payroll. <laughs> All these things, all these basic human asks I try to achieve. I take a picture of my dog on a leash for underdog cardio club. <laughs> take it or leave it under. Yeah, it might not be the strictest rulings either is what I've realized. Woodbond, I am yet to win you over specs. Yeah, after Woodbond, one of the guys who tilted me hardcore last week. So if you missed that one, uh, feel free to go check that out. But Woodbond really got my goat. Um all right, I'm going to take another running back here. Take Tank Bigsby, crease our little Jacksonville bet, and then hopefully hopefully Bryce Young will be there, and I'll take him, I think, with our next pick. Yeah, Bryce Young at 162 would be fine. I could push Bryce Young to one, 175, but I don't feel the urge to do that. I still think for the, the kind of core premise of the show, I have to complete the stack, like, and that includes the QB. So barring somebody sniping them like really outside of pocket, I'm just going to try to make sure I get those guys and close it out. Crazy that Mingo goes 40 spots later on DraftKings. I would say that's true, especially because of the PPR format on DraftKings. Like I think Mingo giving you five for 50 in a TD looks a lot better on DraftKings than it does underdog. Um, but you know, whatever. I, I, I get there's really big discrepancies overall, like DraftKings wide receivers. Uh, Leone had a chart about it where they're just going like 20 picks after uh, the underdog ADPs and, it's interesting because like, I think it's because underdog is a little bit sharper with knowing that wide receivers are going to drive a lot of your value for your team. But obviously the underdog being half point PPR, there is sort of a point of diminishing returns 
which I think is why some people are like running back heavier this year. But I still think your value is going wide receiver heavy and, and letting that kind of fall where it does. Um, that's what worked for me last year. Um, that's what I will ride by again. And hopefully no week 17 cancellations this year. That'll be nice. More and more lobbies like this continue to hammer receivers, but I feel like there'll be lots of final teams. Two to three RBs drafted before 75 ADP. Two to three before 75, yeah. Two to three in the first two to three rounds, no. Um, unless those teams are really just letting off the gas entirely. And even then, you kind of do need to hit, like, Eckler has to be as good, or or like Bijan. Um, I think if I were to say, like, a two, three early RB team that would make it, it's like Bijan and one of Brees or Josh Jacobs would feel pretty good to me. And then you'd, you'd lay off running back entirely. Um, I think that's the trap is that people who like to take running backs early, then end up taking a little bit more of them than they should. But it's the same with receivers though, where like, if you're running a zero RB team, like you probably shouldn't be taking, uh, eight, nine receivers You should probably do in six or seven. So that's been my fo focus this year is like, let's cap me at six or seven receivers and hopefully get them early. All right. We're on the clock here. <sighs> this does feel like a room that would let me push it, but I'm going to push it. Who am I pushing it for? Singletary, nah, it's not worth it. Let's get our stack. Done. All right, so we got Trevor Lawrence and Bryce Young at QB at running back, Miles Sanders, Alex Madison, Devin A. Chain, Rashad Penny, Tank Bigsby, at receiver, Cooper Cup, Jalen Waddle, Calvin Ridley, Christian Watson, Jordan Addison, Zay Jones, and DJ Chark. And at tight end, we're going to go, I think, with a late three tight end build. And I actually might, uh, not to tease it too much, guys, I might surprise you <laughs> with one of my tight ends. I think this is going to be a draft or I go off the board a little at tight end because I think it makes sense, but I'm not going to spoil it until the end. That's what I'll, that's how I'll keep that. Keep that in my back pocket. Crazy that on DK should be monetized. I, I started doing a little more DK drafting yesterday because I need to start keeping up. Like I'm at, uh, I think 45 or 46 with this one. Uh, no, I'm at 47 with this one on Best Ball Mania. I'm only at 22 on a DraftKings $10 tournament for the million dollars on there. So yeah, I would certainly advocate drafting on DK, especially if you're doing it on desktop. Uh, they do have the big board or their own board now, rather, that you can see things on. It's not on mobile yet, which I really am hoping it comes to soon. Uh, but I think it's it's looking like a better product overall, but definitely still not underdog. But worth putting in just because, you know, again, I made two to the finals last year. They just didn't, they weren't a good two. They weren't my favorite two to make it. How much I can tell you? Oh, all right. Well, Ross got it. <laughs> uh, yes, that's who I'm going to take later on. Bretton Strange, the Penn State uh, tight end who graded out really well on a per snap basis, but didn't play a lot of snaps last year. So that puts him in a category with like a Darnell Washington kind of guy. But I do like him as a pick in this build. Uh, good news, Consigliere. You can see it on the banner on the bottom. Spag stacks Panthers. This is a Panther stack, but I did get the Jags as well at a pretty good discount. So that's why um, I am, in fact, stacking them up. Wasn't going to take Trevor Lawrence, but he fell almost 20 spots behind ADP. So we're building a, a bet on the same game, which, frankly, I don't care about quite as much as uh, some people do. Like, your guess is as good as which Getty. Uh, your guess is as good as any as to which week 17 game is going to have that outlier odds. You know, which one's going to have like an over 50 over under. Obviously, we all expect Cincinnati, Kansas City to have that. But Carolina last year with Tampa Bay would not have been a game where you're like, oh, it's going to have a high over under. And that ends up being the one that you could have even stacked more of than like Kareem had. And you could have had Mike Evans and gone off even more. So uh, definitely something to keep in mind. All right. On the clock, we have a. Two five seven zero, probably a good time to take a tight end. Yeah, let's go. 
Let's go Dawson Knox here. Dawson Knox, not lighting anybody's world on fire, not correlating with anything, but he's just too good of a value at this point. And we'll get some more guys coming up in a little bit, but I think Knox gives me a little foundation at tight end, which would be okay. And honestly, you can make the case that I, I don't love the four tight end builds. This could be a four tight end build. Cause like I'm pretty good at running back Sanders, Madison, a chain, Penny Bigsby. I guess I could still use a sixth running back. So never mind, never mind. But it, it does feel like this is close though, where you could maybe get away with doing five and then I could go four tight ends. But I, I still don't think like that's the issue that I have with four tight end builds is that you want that one more running back to kind of put you over the top. Um, and I just don't think four tight ends is quite as valuable. Drafted too much Lawrence. Uh, yeah, I, I am not a big Lawrence drafter, but if he's going to keep falling to the 80s, I'm okay with him. Like, I think, so my thing was that I thought AR should go in the range of where Lawrence is, not because of Lawrence being so much of a similar play to AR, but because I think their ceilings are kind of similar. Like, Richard's going to get there, two touchdowns, uh, rushing, two touchdowns, passing, maybe 100 yards rushing, like, you know, something like that. Uh, but I think that's where their ceilings are. So I don't mind then it just being that Lawrence comes down. It's just kind of crazy to see him fall because people were stoked to take Lawrence in like the 40s at some points in drafts. Uh, now he's going in the 80s. So um, if you got a lot of Lawrence early, you might want to dollar cost that down a little bit um, while still drafting other guys. Yeah, you're right, Woodbond. I, I can never find a reason to get a four tight end either. I know there's, again, like uh, Pete talked about us a little bit on Lowell's, I think, yesterday. Or maybe it was on Ship Chasing, one of the two. But I like I did watch both those. He was talking about that and how like uh, that poker player guy who did streams with Liam is like, oh, yeah, four tight ends. And like people are kind of saying at ETR that it might be good data-wise. Uh, I get the concept, but I think in practical execution, you're making yourself uncomfortable then at like two positions to get four tight ends, the position that kind of matters the least. I don't know that I buy that, but I could see how the data maybe makes sense over the course of a season. But I think the real life opportunity cost is probably a little bit worse than the data would show. Oh, there you go. You got him past ADP every time, but this is why I knew you were on Strange. I do like Brenton Strange. I think he's a nice little prospect. I think you know he's not going to be in that. Um, he's not going to be in the Kincaid Laporta tier. He's definitely not going to be in the Musgrave tier. But right behind that, I think is where Brenton Strange safely is, and especially too, you know, Evan Ingram might not be there long term. Um, it's definitely interesting. And Ingram has been an injured guy in the past. So all the people who out there who really worry about injuries, uh, maybe Brenton Strange sees some snaps just getting out there in a, a high octane offense or a perceived high octane offense. <laughs> Spags loves the strange. It's true. It's true. Both the the historical phrase and also uh, Doctor Strange. Oh, and I timed out in six Zeke. Good for me. Good for me. That was a fuck up, guys. <laughs> so our sixth running back is Ezekiel Elliott. Totally intentional. What a steal. 14 picks after ADP. Honestly, though, kind of makes sense for this team. So that's okay. I should, I was watching the chat too much. <laughs> that's where my interaction points get a little bit confused. Yeah, there we go. Future Panther. He and, he and uh, Miles Sanders are going to be quite the dynamic duo. I don't think anybody's going to back up ATN at this point and free agency. Um, I think they're locked in on, on their grouping. And I think tank Bigsby, that's why Bigsby's such a good pick. Um, they've re really shown a tendency in obviously OTAs and rookie camp, but um, still something using them in the past game, using them in the run game. Um, Bigsby is that guy. I just don't think unless somebody gets hurt, like they also still have Johnson there. They still have Snoop Connor there. Like they have enough guys. 
Um, and also, I think they still have Hasty. So they have like five backs there. They wouldn't be a team that would add Zeke. Can't bring myself to click the dusty trio of FA running backs. I don't either usually, but honestly, I don't mind auto draft giving me Ezekiel Elliott there just because I would never take him on my own. Um, so I think that's the kind of time that it does make sense to take him. Um, that said, you know, I agree for the most part. They kind of feel like the Will Fullers of the year to me where somebody's expecting them to get a role, but they won't. Um, but we'll see. All right, I'm going to take Hayden Hurst here. So I think this is a pretty good two tight end group. You can honestly make the case I don't need the third tight end, but I also feel pretty good at receiver here with Cup, Waddle, Ridley, uh, Christian Watson, Addison, Zay Jones, DJ Chark. Um, Knox and Hurst, I think, are a pretty thin pair of wide of tight end twos, but like they could get there. So if you're going to do this kind of build that I'm doing right now, don't feel like you have to force in a third tight end. I think if you get like a Knox, Hurst, Sear, who's going to be guys that are out there and productive. Um, yeah, like... The Knox FUD has gotten too crazy. I'm still going to take Bretton Strange, but like, I don't think I have to. The crazy thing that Ritter's crazy undervalued. Yes, but also no, because he, there's a chance he might not be going by the end of the season just because if the Falcons are anywhere near competitive and Ritter's the thing that's holding him back from being good, then they're going to put in Taylor Heineke and they paid $10 million to Taylor Heineke or, you know, with whatever incentives he has, incentives he has. They're going to pay $10 million to him. So um, that's the kind of thing that I would worry about a little bit with Ritter. But if he can go, like, he'll be okay. He's just been really bad in camp so far. Like, all the reports have been that he can't, like, hit the side of a barn, which is funny given that all the AR FUD happens. But it's like he's apparently been slinging it out there for whatever his half of the first team reps are. But Ritter's just, like, missing everybody a lot in a way that, like, seems not great. Um, I would still take him. And I still think he is a little bit undervalued. But there comes with some risk. But he might just might not be out there in Week 17. <sighs> All right. I think this is an okay draft. Would have not liked the Zeke timeout, but I don't think it matters that much. Also, I didn't take Terrace Marshall in this one, which surprises me. Honestly, that might be the move instead. I don't need Bretton Strange, but I think Terrace Marshall would be a nice addition to a Carolina stack. Let's just make sure he's still here. I think he has to be, right? No, someone took Terrence Marshall. All right. Good luck. Good luck indeed to me. Terrence Marshall went, oh, 195. Okay. I guess those camp reports are starting to hit people's inboxes a little bit more. Inboxes. Like, they're all getting in their email. I guess people are starting to hear more on Twitter or whatever social media platform about Terrence Marshall. Yeah, he gone. He gone. That's one to watch. Uh, he and Slayton have been my two, like get him in the 17th and 18th or just the 18th and feel good about it, guys. Um, I think that, yeah, that's a tough one if he's going to start coming up a little bit more. And I think he should. Like, I think he is the wide receiver one there, but we'll find out. What's the news item on Bretton Strange? They don't have a news item for him. I want to know what's the news on Bretton Strange. Give me the good news. Breton, not so strange headline. Breton, stranger things on the field. Done. All right, final team here. Trevor Lawrence, Bryce Young at QB. 
at running back, Miles Sanders, Madison, Devin H. Hain, Rashad Penny, Tank Bigsby, and Ezekiel Elliott on an auto pick, but a nice value. Wide receiver, Cooper Cup, Jalen Waddle, Calvin Ridley, Christian Watson, Jordan Addison, Zay Jones, and DJ Chark, and a tight end, a three tight end build with Dawson Knox, Hayden Hurst, Brenton Strange here. We'll label it. We'll call it a day. Visca did not make the cut for me. I guess you could have made the case I could have taken Visca, but it does feel like maybe they're just saying that in the hopes of like, let's get Visca feeling good about himself in the hopes that he can avoid getting cut. Uh, so I don't know. <laughs> I'm not the most confident in Visca personally. I wish you would label these in the middle of the draft, like on desktop. You can't really do that. Make your pick, Oak Hill. Oak Hill a G. Oak Hill a G? Question mark? I don't know. Okay, completed. There we go. All right, let's label this bad boy. And then we'll look at my exposures real fast and then we'll call it quits. Can't play pick them in my state, underdog. Don't taunt me. Spag stacks. And jacks. There we go. I feel good about that team, though. That was pretty solid. All right, my exposure so far. Let's look at it. Let's bask in it. Let's do BBM only. Uh, so I think this is not reflecting the last two drafts, I think. Let me see if it'll, if I give it one more refresh, it will. Oh, here we go. All right, my Anthony Richardson special start at QB. Richardson at 34%, $400 spent. CJ Stroud is my number two. Surprising at 15%. Deshaun Watson, 13%. Mahomes, 13 That surprises me too. Fields, 13 Gina Smith at 11 Derek Carr, 11 um, And then who am I under on? Under on Josh Allen, under on Ritter, under on Love. That surprises me a little bit. There you go. Those are my QBs so far. Running backs, Singletary, Warren, Kendra Miller, Tank Bigsby, a zero RB bros dream, uh, Roshan Johnson, Chase Brown, AK, uh, JK Dobbins really popping up though. 23% for me. Uh, a chain got a lot of guys here again. This is a zero RB portfolio, but with some guys going in the middle of the rounds, Miles Sanders, you can see I'm taking him there. Uh, Ty J Spears coming up a little bit. Uh, he's not a mid round guy, but he does come up for me. Uh, wide receiver Pittman number one, Pittman number one at 34%. Uh, that is an AR tied bet to be clear. This is not just a sole Michael Pittman bet. Christian Watson at 30%. Uh, George Pickens at 25.5. Waddle 25.5. Tony 23. So you can see here, nothing too surprising. Watson and Pickens, as I've said many times, uh, these are the hills that I die on this year. Um, along with Waddle too. Waddle I just love and I'll take him whenever. And then a tight end mentioned a lot of Mark Andrews, a lot of Jelani Woods. Uh, if you're a Jelani Woods guy, probably worth getting some shares. Kylan Grants and maybe even Mo Ali Cox. And of course the rookie will Mallory, all those guys can win the role. All of them are 18th round picks right now. Irv Smith, 19%, Dalton Kincaid, 19%, uh, Mayer, 15%, Komet, 13 That's the point on this Kincaid share is probably a little, when he was a little bit cheaper in the beginning. I don't think I get a lot of him. Uh, Laporta, all the guys I'm over here. And then Travis Kelsey, I am a little bit over on. So that's a good one for me. All right, there we go, guys. That's everything. So please, again, make sure to subscribe to the channel. Hit the like button before you go. I appreciate it a bunch here as we try to grow Splash Play, fantasy football all year round here, and, of course, the doubleheader streams with me and Pete on Tuesdays. And now these spag stacks, probably a doubleheader every week on Fridays. So tune in for those as well. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Spags. Follow this show at Splash Play Pods. So you'll always know whenever we have an episode going on. And I appreciate each and every one of you for hanging out with me here. It's a lot of fun today doing these teams. Hopefully you learned something, and if you didn't, um, go watch the fantasy flock. Go, go watch my show right now. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, guys. Appreciate you hanging out. Enjoy your weekends. Good luck. Bye.